Welcome to the Talent Agency. Welcome back, runners, to another episode of the Talent Agency. I am your uh, great and terrible GM, Nathan Blades, and with me, I have two runners rather than three. I have, I have the one and only Raz Mataz, aka Ray. Hello. Hey, Nathan. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm not too bad. Uh, as those of you who have listened to the show before will know, I am the GM for a podcast known as Tales from the Dark Dragons Inn. Uh, we are a long-form, high-fantasy, improv-fiction, audio-drama-style podcast. Uh, recently, I've also started a project called Voices at the Table, made by marginalised people to focus on games produced by marginalised creators. You can find that on Twitter, at Voices at, and I highly encourage you to do so. Who said you could plug your shit on this show? It's what I do, man. I can't not. Get, get, get out. This is a one-person show now. We're done. We're done. We're done. It's fine. I'm sorry, Anthony. <laughs> I've let you all down. Uh, we also have a, a, a stranger, a, stranger. A, a long estranged <laughs> lover to the show. Uh, we have Spurs, aka Anthony. Hi. Howdy. <laughs> is that the voice you're going to no, do? No, God, no. Good. I can't remember what the voice is. Oh, gosh. You know, it has been a hot minute since I've both had either of you on the show. The last mm. time Anthony was on the show, we had our Axon Punk uh, B Sides episode, mm. which is very delightful. Um, you got to be Worm, the boneless hobo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, prior, you are the, the oh so lovable elf cowboy, trucker cowboy. <laughs> Man of many hats. Many, many hats. Many hats. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of hats you'll be wearing in this episode. <laughs> I have a disguise kit. You do have a disguise kit. You didn't really put it to good use last time. You but maybe... are also going to be travelling with a wizard who specialises in disguises. So We're quite a good match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, Unless we get into a fight where we can <laughs> I mean, if we get into a fight, you do have just have guns. Just have guns. Yeah. There just is big, big, scary guns. Uh, but uh, this is another episode where the theme music has been decided by a player. So uh, we are going with Ray's suggestion of Ashes in the Snow, which doesn't have lyrics. So if you're very confused at the start of this episode uh, by there not being a little kind of artful intro of the lyrics to the song, that's why. You could just supplement it with three minutes of just white noise that would work there is there, <laughs> I, I, I have I have ideas about how to go in hand no, don't, don't, don't be worried it's all in hand it's all in hand I trust you yes of course you should trust me <laughs> why wouldn't you trust me he says crossing his legs and taking a sip of coffee I have absolute faith yes anyway let's get into this shit shall we yes please mm. So, I'm going to be, um, since this show apparently has a fucking plot now, um, it didn't before, and then, and then somehow uh, continuity occurred, so I have to do a cutscene. Yeah. Ah, so, 
uh, we we see uh, the interior of the uh, theater that Automator uses as his own personal matrix server. Um, it is backstage in the green room, and uh, you see you've never really been backstage before. The camera hasn't been backstage before, and uh, we see uh, Automator. Uh, a towel around his neck, taking a big swig of a bottle of water after a hard day of doing something that nobody is really privy to at all, really. <laughs> and uh, there is a knock at the door, and Automator starts in surprise. Um, the telescopic lens of his camcorder head jutting out oh so slightly. It's like, ah, c- come in, come in. <clears throat> and uh, opening the door is uh, Orpheus. Uh, the rogue AI, uh, who is now also a member of Phantom Arts Entertainment. Uh, her aesthetics have changed a little, um, previously being uh, the deepest cerulean and an elaborate ball gown. Uh, the outfit she's wearing now is uh, uh, a bit racier, a bit punkier, a bit more exposed skin, and with highlights of red. As she uh, kind of steps into the green room and looks at Automator and is like, Hey, uh, long time no see. Damn, damn right, no long time no see. I've not seen you for months. I mean, like, if you're going to be on my bankroll, if you're going to be using my server processing power, I would have figured that I would have... It's, it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I am back now, and I'm not back with, uh, nothing for you. Uh, I've been hard at work while I've been gone, and, um... I think I have a new business proposition. And uh, Automator sets down, or rather he drops the bottle of water and it falls a couple of inches and then floats in suspended animation rather than spilling on the floor. (laughs) You do indeed. Interesting. Well, tell me more. And uh, uh, Orpheus um, goes over and pulls up a chair and just kind of kicks back in it and rests precariously on its back legs. And, uh... So, I've been looking into Portugal lately. It is a, uh, pretty standard Friday afternoon for Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Spurs doing on this pretty average Friday? Spurs is, uh... <clears throat> it looks like he's been through the ringer of it since we last saw him. Um, when sort of when I first described him, he was uh, sort of an elf Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now and the fit era Chris Pratt. Mm. I mean, either era of Chris Pratt yeah. is entirely fine. But post insanity, no pre insanity Chris Pratt. Mm. Um, but now he looks a little bit more akin to Jeff Bridges in True Grit. He's got a nice, nice thick beard going on, and he's got a, his, his hair's pulled back into a ponytail. And he's, he's sat in the garage with his sleeves rolled up and he's just sat, sat in the car, he's sat in Trixie and he looks, he looks a bit worried. Um, he's, uh, he's not done a run for a while uh, and he's, he's down on himself a bit because after we freed Orpheus, he, he had a bit of a crisis of faith about what he was doing to Trixie. He thought maybe... Maybe if Orpheus could be free, despite being massively different sorts of AI, then maybe maybe it's not right to keep Trixie bundled up in the car. Uh, so he let it go, uh, and then realised that was a gross error. 
So uh, then he's just basically just been trying to find her and get, mm. get back. So mm. she's back, but it's a bit bit tenuous. She enjoyed the freedom she had out there. Mm. And now he's mm. like, please please come back. It's really hard to do what I do without you. Yeah, um, there's uh, maybe a... Um, oh, the, the camera kind of passes across... Uh, Spurs' desk in his garage and there's like a journal open with a like a dead tree style map of the UK with a whole bunch of different points in it and uh, we kind of uh, zoom in on one of these locations what's one of the locations you were looking for Trixie in? Billy's house <laughs> interesting <laughs> so uh, there, the, the, the point kind of like zooms in and Google Maps style it zooms in on um uh, Billy's and uh, Billy's mother's who is Julie Julie Cranston Julie Cranston's apartment and it is a uh, it's a proper cyberpunk noir ass evening it's raining outside <laughs> um, the neon lights of the local youth centre uh, glint on the rain slick streets it's a very wholesome area of town uh, and uh, you're, you're standing outside looking up at Look the apartment up. block. Face illuminated by his vaporic. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's basically just checking places he's been with her. Mm. Um, in case he's like, oh, she, she liked it there, she'd go there. He knows Julie's fairly techy as well, so she might have come there for some assistance. Mm. In fact, in your uh, the heads-up display of your, of your comlink, um, the face of Julie appears mm. and is like, I recognise you. You've been to my house a handful of times before, and now you're standing ominously outside it for the last 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Is there something you need, or shall I have to go about security? My apologies, ma'am. I'm just looking for Trixie. Your Decatora truck, apparently. Okay, you've named it. That's interesting. The, the, the AI inside the truck, ma'am. Yes. Um, well, let's see if I can... Um, I'll check the security footage for you. Give me three, two, one. Mm. We've found about about mm, two dozen different types of large trucks, but none with um, going by your Tridstagram profile, eyelashes on the headlights. You do realize how tacky that is, right? I would, I would say she's beautiful, but okay. Well, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, I presume. Anyway, um, I'm afraid I haven't seen your truck. Um, however, however, if you uh, do decide to kind of stand outside uh, my son's apartment again without pre-calling or stating your business, I will detonate the comlink in your ear. Understood. Mm. Treat my kid right, okay? Yeah. Have a good afternoon. And she hangs up. Seems fair. <laughs> a scary lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, nobody knew, knows the true power of Julie Cranston. Um, <laughs> it is uh, it is a, uh, a, a an average Friday afternoon for Rasmataz. Uh, what do you do on your average Friday afternoon? Can I say it's not an average Friday afternoon? <laughs> it is uh, not your I, average Friday I, afternoon, I, but it is indeed the same day okay. that it was uh, Spurs' average sure. Friday That's afternoon. That's right. Uh, I think it is the end of a job that he uh, is running currently. Uh, we get a direct camera shot facing the Godhead helmet with the full Oni mask. Mm. Uh, it's pouring with rain. 
Rasmutaz is on a motorcycle, weaving through traffic, desperately fleeing from something. Does um, he know how to drive a motorcycle? He does now. Okay. <laughs> He's just weaving it. I, I think he doesn't know how to drive that well. This is very clearly stolen. He does mm. not own a motorcycle mm. in any way. Uh, but he is fleeing, and we get a, a, a shot of him zipping through traffic. The clear indication that someone is following him. Mm. You hear gunfire going in the distance. He zips out of the traffic and into an alley mm-hmm. where he tosses the bike and just starts running. And as he's running, he is transforming the way that he looks into, uh, I think, yeah, <laughs> he's wearing the Godhead helmet. So <laughs> what does he do with that? Uh, yeah, he's just going to, I think he, yeah, he removes the helmet, uh, changes it to look like a backpack, mm-hmm. slings it over his shoulder, changes himself to look like uh, a much younger dwarf wearing um, quite downtrodden, uh, disheveled clothing and uh, quickly makes his way out of the other end of the alley and uh, is just starts wandering the streets, mm-hmm. weaving yeah. in and out. The location you're supposed to be looking for should be around here somewhere. Um, reports say it's only a couple blocks away. You did write down the finer information in your notebook, so maybe it's here somewhere. Mm-hmm. And as you take a, a flick through your kind of trusty journal where you write down all your... Uh, uh, future art ideas yes. um, you come across a couple passages that were uh, from the past uh, there's an entry from a couple weeks ago uh, saying that you were in Glasgow, what are you doing there? Uh, I imagine I was visiting the Magnolia Theatre uh, there was a probably moderately high level accountant who works for Ares uh, and I was doing my best to access their terminal Mm -hmm. to reveal the embezzlement that they had been uh, working on over the past seven or so years uh, to expose it through to the nearest media channel, obviously, not to be directly involved in any way. Uh, That hadn't gone so well, which is probably why I'm still being pursued. Mm. Um, I thought I'd managed to lay low enough, but it hadn't worked out so well. So, uh, yeah... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is maybe a, a shot of you fleeing across the moors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, a couple of, like, uh, uh, h- how James Bond are we going here? Is there a helicopter? Um, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> a nice view of a slow motion uh, jump off one of the moors, his smaller uh, limbs reaching out for a yeah. ladder. There's, there's shots <laughs> as they kind of land into divots of earth yeah. uh, nearby you and you sure. hear like a rumbling overhead uh, and there is a lightning strike that uh, hits the helicopter as it catches a flame and starts spinning to the ground in, in into the distance. Counter to my original plans. <laughs> Nobody was supposed to be hurt, but Mother Nature had other ideas, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, she is a mistress not to be tamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the camera co- the camera pulls back out into uh, Spurs's map of looking for Trixie and zooms into the streets of Edinburgh. Um, <clears throat> a bit nicer weather up in Edinburgh. Um, but Spurs is wandering around. Uh, he comes up on the apartment of an old friend mm-hmm. uh, called Two Tiki. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, two tickies, uh, a rigger, mm-hmm. and he's he's hoping that two tickies going to be able to help him figure this out because he dabbles, but he has made a gross error mm-hmm. um, 
in thinking that it would be easy for him to find Trixie when he knows essentially sort of what level this AI is. So, mm-hmm. And in that maybe uh, he thought it'd be easy to get back, but she's probably mm. not too keen. Yeah, um, you're having um, uh, sharing a mug of uh, incredibly thick uh, coffee. Uh, you suspect that he might have actually just poured you a cup of motor oil, but it smells roughly correct. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that might have just been the cup, the cup seasoned for many years of coffee, but hey, uh, you don't turn down hospitality as a, a cowboy and a gentleman. That's right. Um, well, uh, let's see. So tell me a little bit more about how you trained your car's AI. Um, usually with these kind of experiences, uh, you have an initial kind of bonding moment, the opening week where you kind of, uh, the things that you do with your piloting AI uh, tends to give it um, uh, routines to fall back on, an idea and a personality. So um, what kind of things did you do with Trixie when you, um, when you, when you initially started uh, uh, riding with her? Oh, well, I, 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 I took her out for dinner. Oh, well, to a to a diner. I can't. I see. Um, uh, what what's Tutiki's pronouns? Uh, they. Yeah. Uh, they they smile. I, I assume it was a drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tutiki, I love you. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I see. Took in some shows. I, I, I well, I, I was going to say, was it a driving movie theatre? But I can only really do these kind of jokes once before they become lame, huh? Uh, but then the idea of you driving them into a new Odeon would be very interesting. <laughs> uh, we well, hmm. you you just nodded when I said you just drove into a new new Odeon. Did you just genuinely drive through a wall? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, there's like a flashback <laughs> of kind of a, a Titanium <laughs> Hearts One, the debut. Oh. And uh, just gotta see that. Uh, uh, as it's just kind of finished the kind of like age rating and it is uh, 25 plus and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know and uh, the, uh, the as, as the, the title credits start to roll there's like a rumbling in the distance and all these uh, kids who are definitely under 25 uh, look suspiciously to the side <laughs> and a Decatur truck bursts through the wall uh, spurs is carrying popcorn it's like the best seats in the house. Uh, as you uh, wish. Is this the kind of movie you enjoy? Um, Trixie's voice is not as well robust mm-hmm. uh, this being the kind of early days and this is rather stuttery. These are the best movies. I see. Well, I'll enjoy watching them with you and then hopefully um, learn more about your tastes. Yes. Let's shh. shh. Come on. Uh, and we go back to to the uh, <laughs> to to the garage area. Okay. Um, well. Uh, yes, I I do believe there is a film festival that's going to be starting in a couple of days in Cornwall. Um, I do believe part of it is an old school robot sci-fi marathon. Um, I believe they're going to be showing the kind of um, the, the, the B-sides, the, the lost footage of some of the Titanium Hearts films. So maybe that's an interesting place for you to investigate. Spurs downs the moral coffee. He's like, 
much obliged and grabs his coat and runs out the door. Mm-hmm. He's gone to Cornwall, baby. <laughs> On foot, apparently, just running. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, um, uh, Cut, the, cut him the... on the Neo Megabus. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess you had to get there by bus. Gosh. Um, <laughs> the only affordable way to travel in the near future. Only mm. a 14 hour coach. I, I just love the fact that the Megabus, like, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a franchise is still going. Yeah. Instead of the little luggage thing on the back, it's one with a little turret on so people can't <laughs> steal. Oh yeah, from Raiders. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> you have to sign a health waiver when you get on those things um the camera kind of like pulls back out to a map view again and there's like a little kind of like google maps style route journey thing and it goes through wales and uh we we zoom in um to um the uh forests north of swansea uh where uh previously on the talent agency there was a uh, a photo shoot um with various fae beings all right um there is no mobile signal out here um getting internet at all once you move a couple of clicks outside of like swansea is uh not a thing but uh uh, raz is there okay uh what sort of things are here that what what has brought me ghosts mostly (laughs) okay you you are you are somebody who um uh, has a connection to uh, magic and to the astral. Yeah. So uh, this maybe you're connecting with something that you don't really <clears throat> connect with. Okay. Um, yeah, I imagine if my <laughs> recent run-in uh, with the job is is done, and I'm mostly probably looking for the next source of inspiration. I don't have a job to do per se currently planned so uh mainly i'm looking to lay low which is probably why i'm out in the middle of the woods in swansea Mm -hmm. um because it's easiest way to be off the grid and uh if it's a spiritual place it's probably looking for I wonder if he's he's there to be inspired for his identities because he's constantly um, trying to reinvent mm. his, the way he presents himself. Mm. Uh, what better way to do that than to use the existences of pre-existing dead people? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's slightly darker than he probably originally plans, but you know, uh, maybe he's looking for the next story that has been lost to time. Yeah, uh, he's looking to hear the untold. St- Tales. And mostly it's just like, I have the Golos in the woods and I've died. Uh, it's really unfortunate. It's like, yes, but that story's already been told. Uh, um, as you are wandering deeper into these woods, um, you hear the sounds of, of the trees swaying in the breeze, creaking, creaking. And then uh, one kind of long willowy limb just kind of swipes millimeters from the back of your head. Okay, that's new. Uh, I think, yeah, he's just going to jump back. Well, jump forwards, I suppose, if it's coming from behind me. Turn around and try and get an idea of what the hell just happened. Mm. Uh, Does the tree look like a normal tree now? No, this tree is straight up just leaned in, uh, twisted round. It's barky, like, not in its wood, opening like a mouth. It yells at you in Welsh. Uh, Yeah, it's it's like, in a moment of horror, he's looking up at this thing, and then his eyes glaze over as he reaches into his jacket and pulls out his dip to text. He's just like, moving tree. 
screaming, unintelligible, not real language, not sure. <laughs> uh, a bunch of, uh, of birdsong rings out in the background and uh, you see uh, a, a lark kind of like swoop in front and then away again. And as it sweeps in again like a dive bomber, it opens its mouth and a laser of light shoots out and hits the ground next to you. Okay, uh, I think I am going to dive for cover near the nearest non-screaming tree and (laughs) just press myself against it and just call out, What do you want? Um, I... Have I made somebody very angry? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh... Uh... Yeah, there's a... Um, the... You you hear, uh, just in the distance, um, kind of, like, um... Uh, somebody kind of... (laughs) I can hear you out there! Uh, Who are you? And uh, you, uh, the trees kind of part ways, uh, leaving a long, um, kind of like immaculate carpet of moss. Well, as this is you. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> as you um, kind of uh, see this figure from deep within the trees move out, and uh, they catwalk with long, elegant strides uh, before uh, making their way down. <laughs> Pose. Yeah, Pose. I was going to say, ha- having dealt with papaya, suddenly Raz feels a bit more at ease mm. with this situation. He's just like, ah, oh, I know how to deal with people like this. And he just calmly waits and looks appropriately in awe um, <laughs> as the person, uh, majestic figure, approaches. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, tries a, to not make any kind of hostile movements. A, a humanoid figure uh, with uh, elegant goat legs that still somehow inexplicably end in heels uh, made of kind of like bark and intertwined dandelions. Um, they are smoking an incredibly like the um, breakfast at Tiffany's like long cigarette, but it is also kind of like a fucking Hobbit Tolkien fucking sure. pipe. Uh, there is a pine cone jammed in the end of that shit. Awesome. Uh, and you get the heady scent of uh, pine needles and star anise as she just imperiously looks down at you. You have the smell of the city about you, darling. Yes, I'm afraid it rather clings, but you are truly majestic. Oh. Who am I in the presence of? Ah, I, you are blessed. Indeed. To uh, encounter the one and only uh, model and fashionista Nerissa Taylor. It's a pleasure. And he actually, uh, rather than reaching out to offer a hand or anything, he just bows slightly, uh, like ducks his head and says, It is a pleasure, and the pleasure is indeed all mine. I'm, I'm Raz Mataz. You, I can't say I'm familiar with your work, but I'm astounded that this is the case. Uh, she takes a peer at you, mm-hmm. and it looks like she's looking through you almost, and then with your knowledge of uh, magic in this setting, you realise that she's looking at your aura. Okay. The way that you're reacting to me, I don't suppose you know, and she leans in incredibly close <laughs> into your ear, a passion fruit. I don't know that I would say that per se, but I know many people of your ilk, perhaps not of your level, 
Oh, but no, you definitely know, okay. <coughs> Maybe it was kumquat. Uh, avocado! Uh, <laughs> she chuckles. <laughs> oh, oh, you do, you do know her. Interesting. Well, I am definitely looking forward to meeting her again one day. And since it seems that you have a connection, she did visit me long ago, came for teaching tips, and she just... I tried to tell her everything I knew, but she just wasn't, wasn't listening. But she left in such a hurry, and I wanted to keep her to train her more. So maybe, maybe you could show me where she's at. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, I'd love to, but I'm not entirely sure. I've not seen her in some time, you see. Oh, that's a shame. Well, if you're not doing anything aside from finding her, then you can stay here. I've been missing company for such a long time. And dancing for the larks does get tiresome, so... Well, if you're looking for an audience, that's something I could... Potentially help you with. Mm. Delightful. And the uh, camera pulls back out again, and we kind of get fast motion of like days and nights passing, and uh, eventually we see at the edge of these woods just rats just booking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, the 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 uh, the the camera kind of like moves moves down to, to Cornwall. Uh, we've managed to make our way down from the north mm-hmm. to the south um, as as we, we zoom in for the um, uh, 53rd uh, sci-fi robot fest film festival. Uh, and there is uh, a drive-in theatre production of um, various and sundry shitty films. Um <laughs> We're, we're getting, like, some... They've managed to dig up some ancient records and they're currently showing Lost in Space. Oh, my days. The Matt LeBlanc one. Mm. Oh, my... Ooh. Ooh. Ancient records. They eat their wounded. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, there, that's that's currently what's kind of going on. Um, what uh, are you already there? Are you dashing onto the scene? Standing wistfully at the back of the driving section. Like, it's kind of calm. Stood, like, looking... Feeling sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're, uh, you, you, you've, you've looked around, and unfortunately, Trixie is nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a delightful gang of shadow runners who all individually have their own decatora trucks, and they ride as like a fleet. Uh, <laughs> Roving in, and uh, one of them actually does kind of come over to you and says, "You have the smell of the road about you, young man." <laughs> I, I did. Uh huh. Um. I, uh, I, 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 I must say this is this feels like a, a meeting in the cards. You, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a fortune teller. Um, I, I must say. And you look, you look down at the gun holster of his waist, mm. and there is actually just a tarot deck there, uh, rather than a pistol. And uh, I, I did a reading for for my fellow runners, and uh, they, the, the cards said that there would be uh, that we must travel south for a wayward lost soul on his path to uh, uh, rediscover the neon on the road. Uh, and it seems like you might be one of those people. 
His eyes light up and he's like, Now, friend, I'm glad you found me. Well, I must do a, I must do a reading for you. Of course. Yeah. And uh, he goes and... Oh, I didn't actually bring a tarot down with me. Oh, disappointing. I have like seven. I have like seven. Don't have that actual shadow on tarot deck. Yeah, there is. Um, it's interesting. They, 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 do it. they play a lot around with the actual readings of it for the setting. It's interesting. Um, but I'm just going to run with the Stem. So, yeah. That is justice. Okay. You can tell I'm actually good enough in it where I know what the major arcanas are by their number. Um, at me on Twitter and my I'm going to look at this later and like, 11 isn't justice, you fucking fool. Um, it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is, I'm Such sure. Confidence. I'm, I'm quite confident. Some people, it's strength for some decks and those decks are wrong. Um, yeah, is, yeah, you've, you've been um, walking down a difficult path. A very narrow tightrope of morality. Not entirely sure if the judgments that you've made are really what's just for you or for the wider world. Well, I must tell you, good sir, that I think justice is in your favour. He's... He sort of looks away a little bit and he's like, justice is stealing a uniform from a bellboy. Yes. He blinks, but doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <coughs> I must say I didn't quite see that in your past, but interesting. But there is a saying that if you let something go, and it was truly yours, it will come back to you. I am hoping. Have faith, young one of the road. Thank you. Thank and, you kindly. Uh, he embraces you in a hug. Ah, <gasps> oh, that's beautiful. Spurs, he takes the hug. And he's, he holds on tight. Mm-hmm. He's not had a hug for a while. And uh, he, he eventually breaks hug with you and makes his way back to, to the riders. Sir, I must pay you for this. And he gets some new yen out and he's like, thank you kindly. Pushes it into the palm. Some credit sticks. Oh, um, that's very kind of you. No, your kindness has filled me with joy, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, may the luck of the cards find you too one day. And uh, they, 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 make, they make their way. Uh, and you see streaks of different coloured neon kind of move down the road. And then uh, they hit a spot in the distance. Mm. And then a pink spot starts advancing towards <laughs> the game again. Uh, uh, getting getting bigger and bigger and as you can kind of see um, the the paint job is 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 chipped and it's running it's the it's not been cleaned in weeks and um, the one of the two um, uh, turrets atop the the truck uh, has has seen been been torn away but but it is Trixie the Decatur truck ah oh, my cry uh, <laughs> Spurs like he puts his hand over his heart. She's just looking. She gets closer. She pulls up. She gently rests his hands on the bonnet and he's just like, I'm sorry. And I'm going to entirely ruin this emotional scene and spurn to plot point. Raz is driving the truck. I was going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's like, fine. 
I was gonna say, is it a, a, a bed truck? Like, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually gonna suggest that Raz is just riding in the back because he doesn't he doesn't know that this is Spurs' truck anyway. He's so the truck is driving itself. He's just mm-hmm. hitched a lift to escape wherever he was. At the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I think the camera needs to kind of pan up, and you're yeah. in like the passenger seat. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking out of the window and looking at this guy. Petting the truck that I'm riding on the bonnet of the <laughs> truck. <laughs> I think if the truck is stopped, I'm just gonna step out quietly and try and slowly close the door behind me and let this person have them. <laughs> like, not quite sure what's happening here, but uh... Uh, as you as you get as you get out of the the truck, um, you hear. Right, I will assume, darling. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, it's it's been lovely. Uh, <coughs> and he's gonna catch Spurs' eye and be like, um, "Hello, sir. It's pleasure to meet you. Uh, you obviously um, know this truck. Uh, she's been very uh, what's the word? I'm um, gracious. Not, yes, she's uh, nothing if not a lady. Yes, yes, quite. Uh, I'm just going to." Get a drink from the stands over there. Uh, you uh, do. Thank. It's lovely to meet you. And Raz is just going to r- r- rush away. <laughs> She's just like, I have no idea what the hell's going on here, but this is uncomfortable. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. He's he's not going far. Like whatever. I mean, we're at like a drive-in, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a drive-in theater. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason that Raz is in this truck. Uh, is because they are playing the film adaptation of the th- th- play that he wrote, uh, Keep Carmen and Carry On. Mm-hmm. Keep Calm and Carry On, sorry. Cool, cool, the, cool. The uh, awful Sentai rom-com. Um, mm-hmm. It has to have a shitty robot in it somewhere to be part of the film festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. naturally. Um, Kinkada, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, if it involves Carmen in any way, right? So mm-hmm. There's got to be shitty robots somewhere, but mm-hmm. uh, Keep Calm and Carry On. Uh, it was one of his earlier works. He's not too proud of it, and that's why it's in the retro festival. Mm-hmm. But he he was like he, he saw that maybe his name would get dropped as Darren Snowfall. He thought maybe he'd put an appearance in and please some of the fans. Um, but yeah, that's that's how he ended up in Trixie's truck. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, you are you are reunited with with Trixie. So he uh, he sheepishly makes his way around to the driver's seat and gets in. Closes the door. Good evening. Hello. It, uh, it, oh. It's been a while. It sure has, partner. I ain't seen you in a long time. Did, did you? He started fighting about the tears. He's like, do you really want to be back? I mean, I was just traveling down here because I was doing a favor to the, uh, uh, part of the old Phantom Arts Entertainment. I'm so bad at this accent, I'm probably going to drop it. Me too! Wow, we're both bad. <laughs> we're really Yeehaw. bad at this. You're like, uh, are you sure you want to be back? And she's like, oh, I was just doing a favor. And Raz kind of steps up onto the uh, the step by the door and looks into me. Uh, sorry, I left um, something on the driver's seat. And he points Phantom over. Arts Entertainment. And, yes, and there's this huge godhead helmet. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a huge... It's, it's a, oh, Oh, yeah, sorry, you're in this. I sat on it. Yeah, there's this huge, inappropriate uh, uh, samurai helmet with an Oni face mask attached. It's like, could you just just pass that? Um... Yeah. yeah sorry, <laughs> I, I, 
I'm uh, just so excited to be, have you back, Aston. Um, well, uh, yes, Trixie has been uh, doing me a favor, brought me down here, and uh, I greatly appreciate I didn't know that she... I'm Razmataz, and he leans, leans through the window. Who are you? Spurs. Uh, it's a pleasure to... I, actually, sorry, did you say Spurs? I did. She she has spoken of you. I am familiar with the name. And I've I've heard good things. She has not shut up about Spurs. <laughs> he looks he looks so heartened to hear that, and he's like, "I was worried. Well, I did a, a foolish thing. We all do foolish things in love and war and trouble things. You know, it's it's really fine. I think I'm glad you two are back together. It's a pleasure to see. What, what, what are you doing here? I'm looking for my, my girl. Oh. And then suddenly oh. he has a, an epiphany and he jumps out and he, he runs around the back and lifts the hatch up on the boat and he just looks so happy because Dolly and Cash are just sat in the back and he's like, oh. You let go of the drones as well? Yeah. <laughs> you fool. Yeah, he was an idiot. They're not even AI controlled. No. You control those. Yeah. <laughs> She took everything from him. Uh, <laughs> they got the kids in the divorce, okay. Yeah, he had such a hard time sort of passing the difference between... Mm. <laughs> he hasn't been able to work for a while, then. <laughs> no, that's why he's got the beard. Uh, he's been bumming around. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, no, you are you are reunited with all your old equipment. Uh, uh, it's It's password locked, but you know the password to get the both rest control of... Um, uh, Trixie's finer controls and mm. just general operation of cash and dolly. What's the password? The password is rice and beans. Rice and beans. Rice and beans. Okay. But um, the 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 eye in rice is a one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the speak, of course. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. awful. Uh, it's rice <laughs> and beans. Only... One exclamation mark. There it's we go. You've got, got to have that additional bit of password protection. I've sure seen a lot since I uh, got you last, but uh, you're back in the driver's seat. Um, I'm afraid, uh, cannon number two has been damaged. Um, it needs immediate repair. Which cannon's cannon two? The gun. The, gun. Um, okay. the sonic cannon is still in operation, cool. but the rifle is unfortunately broken. Okay. Right. That's fair enough. Like, you probably got a few regrets about doing murders. <laughs> Maybe. It's not the time of reflection. <laughs> um, also, I, I, I had a thought a little bit of this back in the day, but we talked a little bit about the designs of Cash and Dolly and that, you know, one was in black and one mm-hmm. was in pink and they both had cowboy hats and everything. But I just realised that the entire time I've pictured those drones as kind of like, you know, um, a portal star like orb with the eye. Oh, you and, and then it has like a little kind of like cartoon arm with like a big white glove and it's carrying a six shooter <laughs> that was... and that's its and that's its gun. I don't know if that's canon. I was kind of just... like um, the robot from Flubber style. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do like, like they did have the guns on, but I like the arm with a white glove. That's cool. So we'll keep that. But like the like Flubber style. Sure, sure, sure. I get what you mean. I got. Do they mean. still have the hats? Are they alright? Yeah, they've yeah, been. So they've been um, it seems that there's like a little bit of a a, a rapid montage of um, Trixie traveling the UK and uh, various kind of people trying to get hold of Trixie opening the back of the and then being immediately shot in the head yeah Um, it's part of the cost yeah Uh, (laughs) 
uh, when there's like a really kind of fancy chase scene where it's gunning down the 12 lane motorway, yeah. um, weaving among traffic while like a, some kind of raider is like trying to rest the the cannon, the, the, the rifle on top of it, and the sonic cannon hits it so hard that throws both the raider and the gun entirely off the roof of the car. Uh, it seems uh, Trixie has about a kill count of 10. Wow. She's more than most of Phantom yeah. Arts Entertainment. Yeah, Trixie, don't give a fuck. <laughs> yep, that's good to know. Cool. Unleashing AI is good for the world. <laughs> I mean, you can pay premium to have AIs be willing, like in uh, most AIs that are general service grade, mm. uh, can't harm people because they operate on the kind of like old school Lots awesome of robotics, world, yeah. which has flaws in it. But you know, people are aware of them commercially, so mm. the robotics manufacturers like to adhere to those because that's what people are familiar with. Um, however, if most Shadowrunners pay premium or go to the specific robotic manufacturers that don't build that in. Mm. So, because it would be weird if you bought a wet work robot to do assassinations for you that couldn't kill anyone. <laughs> uh, or you put a really elaborate gun on your robot and it's like, I can't let you do that, Dave. So... <laughs> Dave, why? Yeah, uh, you, 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 you bought that because, you know, that's what a Shadowrunner should have. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, my, my truck can kill people, but it's fine. It'll never kill anybody without my saying so. It's fine. Um, this flashback kind of happens without Trixie recounting it to you. Mm-hmm. So you are not currently aware of Trixie's kill count for your own mental well-being. Thank you for listening to The Talent Agency. Do you still have not enough Shadowrun Anarchy in your life? Then you need to tune in to Join the Anarchy, a Shadowrun Anarchy improv show where the mission is written by the viewers. Part of the Shadowcasters network, Join the Anarchy streams live on Twitch every other Monday and takes the improvisational nature of tabletop RPGs to the next level. It's the show that made me decide to start recording The Talent Agency, so please direct all complaints about this show to them. You can find out more about the show and where to tune in at Twitch Anarchy on Twitter or the URL jointheanarchy.shadowcasters.network. And now, back to the show. Um, and let's move the plot along, shall we? You, get, you both get a very kind of a, a coincidental email. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it actually comes up on on Trixie's kind of like vid call system, and you get the the upper torso of Automator. Mm. It's like, ah, I see two of my Shadowrunners have met each other along the road. Uh, that bodes serendipitous. Oh, Automator, it's been a while. I've been rather busy, but it's good to see you. Oh, it's. I mean, you know, um, I've been I've been doing relatively well for myself, uh, enlisting other members of Phantom Arts Entertainment. We do. have have another person who is awakened, by the way, Zandria. She is absolutely delightful. Don't like her jester, but um, absolutely delightful as a person. I look forward to meeting her at some point. Sure thing, one day, one day. I'm sorry, sir, jester? Oh, yes, um, she is a summoner. Oh. Yes, um, it it turns out that um, when uh, the the spirits of the world... I'm I'm not really much of a a, a kind of arcane person, but I did a little bit of reading. And it seems that when most of the spirits that you encounter are from the general collective consciousness, and when the general collective consciousness is filled with bullshit pop culture, it tends to look 
like bullshit pop culture, unfortunately. So we have to deal with jester ghosts. It's the way things are in the uh, year of our Lord 2077. <laughs> Exposition in the form of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm not just here to flap my gums. I don't even have a mouth on this particular avatar. Um, I do, however, have a job that might be interesting to you both. Um, I have already, well, um, I, if you could both go and connect to Trixie's local wireless, I can uh, transmit you both the latest Matrix address. Absolutely, sounds can you? Wonderful. Um, I will see you in, um, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a you, uh, you seem to be, like, you have tears in your, in your eyes, Spurs. I, I had a heartfelt reunion. Yes, yes, I, I was keeping abreast of where Trixie was, but you didn't seem to be riding her. So um, I decided to uh, leave you to it. Uh, it's a good thing that you've met each other again. The best. The best. Excuse me. Um, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you all a couple of hours to maybe decompress. And then I'll uh, see you in the Matrix address until then. Ta-ta! Well, uh, while you... Uh... Reunite and reacquaint with one another. I'm just going to go and uh, attend a screening. Uh, perhaps I'll meet you back here in two hours or so, and we can discuss details of the job. We're just gonna watch the movie. Perfect. Uh, well, I'll be at the front introducing it, <laughs> and then he's just gonna go off. Wait, and yeah, before he's like, he's just he's gone. <laughs> just a quick. Neo Google search. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult. He did it under multiple aliases. Um, um, but then there is a, there's a little bit of a time skip, and before we know it, we find ourselves outside uh, the the red and gold 1920s theater, mm-hmm. interior crocodile alligator. Um, they uh, as as normal. You're making your way inside. Uh, two seats illuminated, uh, and as you as you sit down. Um, the curtains kind of part and uh, Orpheus is there uh, rather than Automator Mm. and she's like uh, waves with one of her forearms hi gives her a little tip of the hat yeah it's uh, it's been a while it's been a while yeah we uh, we met briefly Orpheus Orpheus the one and only well maybe they did make a couple more of my model but I've not met and or killed them yet well, they're clearly not up to your stellar capabilities, regardless. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm very powerful these days. Anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, it's been a while since I've given uh, either of you a job request. Well, it's actually the first time that I'm giving a job request. That's fascinating, really, goodness. Um, but, you know, um, uh, I'm a little... Well, not just me, but me and Automator are a little personally invested in this one. Mm. Um, your Mr. Johnson has hired you from sunny Portugal. It's election season, and the candidates are pulling out all the stops. Dan Vareo, a major politician, will be doing his pre-election speech at a theme park that he is known for financing in a bid to grow Lisbon's reputation as a centre for the arts. Naturally, the Johnson says it's an elaborate mismanagement of funds. So he's paying you a K New Year each to infiltrate the theme park and humiliate him when he does his speech. He's no good dead, he'll just become a martyr. What's more, if it turns out that this theme park project really is bogus, I can do a little bit of swooping in. She twirls her hair around in one finger. If you can 
check that the park isn't a total OSHA violation and or if you can see there's an inn to get us some stakes in the property, there's maybe an extra reward in it for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gives you the uh, physical uh, address of the, of the theme park. It is uh, the Pie de Maravillas, uh, which translates to either Wonderland or Cloudland in Portuguese. Um, it's, it looks like it was built up rather than out. It's many, many different tiers raising in the sky. They move around each other, kind of like a giant astrolabe. Uh, kind of out in open field. What little open field there is left in, in, this kind of, in this kind of future. It definitely does kind of look like surprisingly well-kept wasteland is, is what this thing park is kind of built on. And there's like a, a proper kind of like dirt track to paved Mm-hmm. as it makes its way. It's actually quite grand looking in the distance. And uh, you can see that there, from the kind of like uh, sample photo given that's projected, um, there is a very solitary uh, single cloud, large cloud of rain that is following one of the discs around. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions? What do we know about this uh, Varel? Oh, uh, Dan is, well, uh, he, he isn't really what you would call, he, he's, he's, uh, he's gunning pretty hard. He's a, he's a popular candidate for being the next, uh, next prime minister. Uh, I mean, the last handful of candidates have been members of the Minority Lives Matter movement. Um, but, and, you know, um, as of late, the, the political climate has shifted a little. And uh, even though the kind of like uh, the, the laws that that kind of movement has laid down in general governmental policy across Europe, um, the current powers that be are just about adhering to them, but no longer really, really kind of follow it to the letter as they used to. Um, he seems kind of average, really. I don't think he's he's not he's not had. Well, he's had his blow-ups on Instagram, like every single politician with a social networking account, but nothing that's necessarily <clears throat> so beyond the pale. You know, uh, stuff that blows over all the time, hot takes about soap operas mostly. Um, <laughs> Do we know uh, what his speech is focusing on? Uh, well, um, he, he built or financed uh, Wonderland, um, specifically to kind of highlight, like, you know, uh, Lisbon is the centre of the arts. Uh, I, I, a lot of, uh, a lot of um, you know, whenever, the, whenever a new building is built, it's usually an arcology for offices or uh, a refinery plant or a weapons facility or circuit boards. But, you know, very few new buildings are, are built as spaces for art these days. So he decided that he wanted to make sure that there was a lasting monument. And I'm not even talking about, like, films as art. I, I mean, actually, traditional mediums, painting, sculpture. As far as I understand, a lot of the building is built to the old-time greats. It's like a, a monument to them. Um, however much building uh, a monument to dead people in a, in a way that they wouldn't necessarily know or necessarily appreciate. Sure. Well, I don't have any specific questions at the moment, but I'm sure we'll be able to reach out if something comes up. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you do have a, a, a Mr. Johnson contact. The, the Mr. Johnson didn't give a name. 
uh, unfortunately. They're just kind of running under a standard, Mr. Johnson. Um, but they have promised slash insisted that there will be somebody meeting you on the other side uh, to be able to brief you further. So That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mr. Johnson on arrival. Uh, right, when, when are you good to go? Well, um, the, the speech is in about three days. It probably would make sense to kind of scope out the place of Borhand. Uh, we can get you tickets there basically now. <clears throat> well, I'm not busy. How about you? Good to go. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, well, well I, I will uh, wire those, uh, those, those flight tickets to you ASAP. Yeah, please don't be late for the flight. You've been booked for a specific one. Economy this time, I'm afraid. I can't just do them business class endlessly. Apparently, automated gets fussy when we do that. So, if that's everything... That's it. That's we'll quite all right. See you on the other side. Do Phantom Arts Entertainment proud, darlings. We'll do our best. And uh, the curtains kind of close to rapturous applause. We we do a bit of a a, a bit of a, a time and location skip to sure. Lisbon. Uh, where would you like to pick things up? Uh, I'm happy with either. I mean, just arriving when we meet the Mister Johnson. Um, yeah, basically, because I feel like we don't yet. I mean, we we know our goal, which mm-hmm. is to humiliate this guy, but we don't know anything about him other than he's involved in the Minority Lives Matter and he's well liked, apparently. Um, yeah, he's pretty so, average. He's yeah, not a monster. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think if we s- skip straight to we're having a conversation, or we are wherever we're waiting for the Mr. Johnson to arrive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think makes the most sense. Yeah. Is, I, <laughs> did, did they bring, did you bring Trixie? This is far. Going to spend a plot point. To have Trixie shipped over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Um, yeah, uh, the, we, we, we reconvene on, uh, on a, on a piazza, a pier, pier area, um, where there is an alfresco restaurant and, um, uh, a waiter, Byroid, has, uh, just served, uh, all three of you very large swordfish steaks. Mm. What's, what's Matthias's, uh, one word Ah, oh, that's a question. Um... I think he is wearing a waistcoat, mm-hmm. a sleeveless waist, a uh, sleeveless waistcoat. All waistcoats <laughs> are sleeveless, in fact. Um, yeah, he's he's probably wearing uh, a Hawaiian pat- Hawaiian shirt style pattern uh, waistcoat, um, and that's all he's wearing on his torso. Uh, he has very plain non-eye-catching trousers on because chances are once he needs to be places he won't be looking like whatever he's wearing so mm, mm. he just goes with colours yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the short-sleeved waistcoat as the uh, <laughs> spring-summer look 2019 yeah just just goes over to it, the short-sleeved waistcoat what it is is uh, they add the sleeves but they in they bisect the bicep because mm-hmm. if your short sleeves bisect your bicep, they make your arms look really swole. Ah. So they add the sleeves to make you look more jacked. I um, see. <laughs> Bizarre. It's a bodybuilding when you trick. Want to, yeah, when you yeah. want to be dapper, but also toxic masculinity at the Precisely. same time. Precisely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, um, the, the third person sitting at this table is a, a very weedy look- looking man with uh, seaweed green hair. 
who has previously uh, introduced himself as Jordana Alvarez, and um, yeah, they they um, they actually start devouring their their swordfish steak. They they looks like it's something that they've not had in a long time, and they're carving large cubes and kind of Studio Ghibli esque, <laughs> or like um. Oh, who's the guy who animated um, Tatami Galaxy and Kaiba? Who is very... Oh, and um, Devilman Crybaby. But he has a very kind of, like, rubbery-style animation, and you basically watch his jaw kind of loosely unhinged take a massive cube, and you see <laughs> the cube square in his throat just descend. <sighs> oh, this is life. This is life. Well, anyway, anyway, welcome. Welcome to you. How's it going? I'm, um, I'm glad to meet both of you. It's great that you're picking up our job. That's what we're here for. Wonderful, wonderful. So, uh, to give you a general bit of the kind of like, a uh, bit of rundown, a bit of kind of easy way to kind of get you in. I'm sure you've done your research previously and you know what's going on, but I will tell you about your modes of ingress and egress, because we'll do that much for you. You know, we're, we're, we're kind, kind Johnsons out here. So, the general gist is that uh, the Wonderland is actually on good old Dan's estate, because of course it is. When you own that large amount of land, you can kind of build whatever you want upon it, right? And uh, there's a general kind of dirt track that goes in, that the general kind of like loading vans and tour buses and stuff go. Uh, there's a maglev route as well. Uh, unfortunately, the maglev system itself is closed, but that doesn't mean that the rails are inactive. And if you want to travel in style, you can go by helicopter. It was a little exposed, though. We do have, uh, if you do need airborne travel, we have managed to procure something with the uh, name filed off. He looks at his nails. Uh, <laughs> um, if that is your preferred method of transport. But I do say, as I say, it is a little exposed to travel that way. I think uh, my companion here probably already has a method of ingress that we could no doubt use. Oh, interesting, interesting. Uh, I'm equipped. No, a mysterious man, I see. Well, you must be very mysterious to be wearing that level of uh, trench coat with you. You're visibly sweating. It is very warm. You don't have to wear it. it okay, I understand. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, okay. Off, he's like, I can't understand why he's wearing it. He's trying to be mysterious. It's like he's sweating, so he rolls his sleeves up, takes his gloves off as well, and he's just like, takes a big chug of water, and he's like, whew. Now doesn't that feel better? Now you're living the coastal lifestyle, darling. Yes. Mm. But yes, yes, we are. We're paying you solid money to. Uh, there's going to be a lot of press at this speech in yeah in a, in a couple of days, and uh, we're paying big money to make sure that he makes an utter fool of himself. He. Really is not in a position to be winning this election, darlings, you must understand. Why exactly is that? Oh. Um, there are many, many dominoes in play, darling. Uh, you can tell that he's clearly keeping uh, some cards close to his chest. Sure. What would you like to do to get him to spill his guts? 
Hmm, that is the question. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Raz is probably just going down, going to go down the traditional route of just bullshitting. Uh, he's just like, look, we've done our research, and we we know the angle that we're taking on this, but before we can really expose him in a way that's going to take him down the way you need, we really need to understand your angle. Okay. Uh, that seems like a negotiation roll to me. Uh, yeah, sure, I can go with that. That's, that's fine with me. Silver Tongue may re-roll two dice on charisma tests. That's okay, good. Okay, that's good. Um, yes, because I need to, desperately. Uh, three successes. Okay. Uh, are you happy with that low level of success? Yeah. It's got one, two, three, four, five successes. Oh, well. And it's like, <laughs> yes. Well, I will, uh... You clearly have many questions. And okay, we're, we're, we're the kind of, like I said, we, we're, we're chill out here. We like to kind of make sure our runners are part of the family, darling. So I will be uh, as forthright with you as I can. Whatever you can tell us will be... I mean, I mean let's, let's not beat around the bush, darling. I know that there are specific questions that are on your mind. I'll let you ask two of them. That seems fun. Doesn't that seem fun? You can ask me two direct questions with an answer and I'll tell you what I know. It's a theme park, but also like an art gallery? Yes, indeed, darling. He grins widely. Yes, it's wild, isn't it? So... Um, I, I do, as I understand, he did because he did put out a, a manifesto on his uh, blog about this when it was being constructed. And it does seem that he feels that the kids these days, that specifically being his wording, um, didn't appreciate the arts of the forefathers and that their attention spans were criminally poor. So what he decided to do was re-engineer, remix, reversion some classic art and turn it into a form of live entertainment. And what better way to do live entertainment than to make it a theme park? Okay. Very expensive. Very very expensive. One wonders where he got the money for all of that. And somewhat gauche, really. Uh, hmm. I would like to be bold and ask if I may have an appendices to that question. Well, I did say that you darlings could have two questions. I so. can have. An appendices. <laughs> okay. I, like, I, like I said, I'm a very gentle... He, he's kind of doing very sweeping, smiling gestures, but you can tell in his eyes he's not pleased at you trying to push the bounds of the agreement. Do you need some more steak? Oh, sweetening <laughs> the deal with steak, darling. That's a good suggestion. And he claps his hands twice and the bar red shows up and he places the order before you can even say yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Your appendices. The rain cloud. Oh, yes. That is something that we did kind of get from early scouting reports. It does seem that they do have a localized weather manipulation technology. Isn't that just wild, darling? Yeah. Now, would it be technology or would it be magic? Um, I mean, we'll find out. The name of the theme park does also translate to Cloudland. I thought they, I I, I suppose they figured themselves clever. Your second question, darlings? 
He's involved with the Minority Lives Matter organisation or movement, as it were. And I imagine a lot of the work that he does, he posits himself as a proponent of the movement. What do you know about his involvement with that? And uh, what is, I suppose, more specifically, what would be his current... Uh, the, what's the focus of his platform? Ah, I see, I see. Well, uh, darling, a little bit of gossip first between you and I and basically everybody else who is following the political climate at the moment is that actually, even though he is such a proponent of the Minority Lives Matter movement as he likes to say at every single kind of public speaking that he does, he's not a member. Not given them a cent. Or a new yen. <laughs> not a new yen, I guess. Um, but yes, he, he, he likes to claim that he's all about their beliefs, but he doesn't necessarily fund their operations or anything. Mm. Mm. I do believe, though, that he was uh, most outspoken uh, about the, um, the disability section of it. Um, as you probably already know, the MLM is split between 10 different sub-organizations, um, each with a different public face. Not necessarily the people that run that, just their kind of PR client. Um, I am uh, pretty good friends with Latoy Panther, um, who uh, is a large part of the Afro-Caribbean contingent therein. I believe he's US-based at the moment. Um, but that's just the one that I know. Sure. I suppose what I was wondering is he's likely to be using this speech as an opportunity to grandstand about his big, his, his major platform, uh, you know, how he's promoting himself. Absolutely. If we're seeking to humiliate him, the best way to do that is probably to debunk everything that he has to say before he can say it. Mm. Or have him reveal something of the nature that would counteract his uh, supposed claims. So... Well, again, uh, my, my question was really, what's his political, uh, what, what, what's his big power play? Here? Yes, well, yes. What, what is he driving his platform on? Uh, what do people expect him to do if he takes power? Well, um, he is, uh, like, like any kind of major politician, unless they're kind of going for the global stage, which he is absolutely not, as far as I understand, it is all internal, um, not necessarily doing the whole um, make... Portugal great again kind of vibe, but uh, or at least not as extreme. We've had that. <laughs> we survived it just barely, looks into camera. Uh, <laughs> the scars of which have still ravaged North America, poor darlings. But um, he does seem to be, most of, his, most of his lines are about the kind of like economical, social, um, geopolitical survival of specifically uh, Portugal. Um, interesting, you know. You know, uh, most, most when people think of European superpowers, they're talking about France or they're talking about Spain, but not Portugal. Um, so, yes, um, they're largely pushing for that kind of thing. Um, I mean, a lot of that is uh, also about kind of like a new economic revel of getting other corporations into uh, Portugal to start new businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is also upturning uh, the previous businesses that he feels deems have not necessarily been doing uh, quite the things um, that he feels they should have been doing, apparently. Are you aware of any uh, events happening in the theme park prior to his speech? <laughs> you know, opening parties, that sort of thing. 
Oh, no, 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 darling. This is the grand is the opening. opening. The okay. opening. Which I feel I can give you that for free. You have uh, had your two questions. We have. I was just pushing my luck. Ah. But if, uh, I, I, I figure if you want to go and find more about him, darling, about his personal indiscretions and his policy, because even though he is incredibly outspoken in social networking, uh, his general hyping for this, the general hype campaign for the last month, has been very hush-hush about the natures of this specific speech. It's all a very come-and-find-out kind of deal. Okay. Um, so I'm sure he has the script somewhere. He's not so smart that he can keep an entire speech in his head. That seems like a good angle. Perhaps we should uh, see if we can find somebody who's working with him closely and push for some information. I agree. Mm. That's something to, uh, somewhere to start. I think um, we should start <coughs> at the motel and eat to shower. As you wish. Thanks. I, however, came prepared. <laughs> and uh, with, with a flourish, uh, he uh, switches out his, his outfit and he's now wearing uh, something a lot more formal but kind of uniforming. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the sort that perhaps you might uh, wear if you were running maintenance of some kind and he is. Uh, while you check out the motel, I might take a moment to. Uh, See if I can do any information gathering locally. People don't tend to notice service stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, the fact that you change outfits immediately in front of Jordana. And... Oh, it's not just his outfit. It's like yeah, everything. No, yeah. Just doing that in yeah, front yeah. of a person who didn't know that you were awakened prior alarm He does lot. this a lot. <laughs> Like, I don't give a shit that you know that you've hired me and I am magical. Hello! Hi! Um, yeah. Oh my goodness, we have an awakened established. Well, what can I say? You've, uh, you've gotten yourself a bargain. Oh, yes indeed. I, I must say, if uh, Phantom Arts Entertainment isn't working out for you, darling, then there is absolutely additional jobs that we can give you. Well, I mean, if you had been a bit more open with your information, perhaps that's a conversation we could have had, but... Welcome like to the to... world of politics, darling. We have to keep our cards close to our chest. Well, I like to have a bit more of an open line of communication with my employer. Oh, well, uh, uh, go on, janitor boy. Go sweep the streets with your gossip. That's what I'll do. And he gives a little two-fingered salute and uh, hops out the, the chair and leaves the swordfish steak for whoever sees fit to help themselves. Oh, wow. How much of it did you eat? I don't think he even touched it. Just <laughs> what? Like... Yeah, no, the moment that you leave, you just kind of see like a fork in the hand kind of go over and just lift it whole out of camera. Um, okay, so uh, before we go and wrap up part one, uh, let's go ahead and give you a roll each mm-hmm. to kind of uh, work out if there's any kind of additional information that you want to go and gather. So we have Spurs who's heading back to the motel mm-hmm. that you're in. Uh, is there, aside from you doing the shower which you don't need to roll for, this is Dungeons and Dragons, you don't need to roll to bathe. Roll for cleanliness! Oh no! Um, but is there something else that you do out there that might get you a little bit of information, uh, object gathering, or other kind of edge? Uh, he's going to see if he can find a bar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, uh, we, we kind of like uh, get a shot of you going into the hotel, and then you come back over the hotel in a different outfit. Tied it up, tried it up, trimmed the beard. 
trimmed it, made himself a bit neater. Mm-hmm. Um, basically dressed like a, a holiday goer, a really gaudy one. So mm. he's got a big Hawaiian shirt on. He's got his pasty legs are out because he's got shorts on. And he's got sandals, but no socks. Of course. Uh, the game would be over. Yeah. Uh, you, would be, be, you would immediately take 20 physical damage. And toe socks. <laughs> 20 physical damage and leave through the window. Like, <laughs> The moment you put on the socks, the motel just collapses on you and you die. I'm sorry. Oh well. Oh no. Deserved. Uh, and he's got a little. He's got like a little sign back with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the kind of bar that Spurs is at, just to kind of let you go and sure. set some of the scene? Uh, I think it is a uh, a retro bar or mm-hmm. a, a sort of uh, yeah pastiche retro where it's it's trying to be. Um, an old Irish bar mm. but it's just completely missing the mark it's just uh, everything that people think of when they think of Irish bars but it's you know 200 years out of date so. <laughs> perfect cool <clears throat> uh, yeah you, you you make your way into this uh, weird uh, misinterpretation of an Irish mm. bar uh, and the um, general punters the moment you kind of step in and they all kind of like look at you mm. like you know uh, you uh, alone Cowboy has walked into a saloon that they're not familiar mm. with, you know. Uh, go and give me a disguise roll for how much you can kind of pass off your touristy persona. How many fives and sixes? <laughs> not a lot. Are you yeah. happy with that level of success? God, no. You can spend a plot point to roll a glitch die, or you can spend one of your edge to re-roll all your failures. I'll do an edge. Cool. Roll again. One. Need to burn all of those guys, my guy. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, So, with one success, um, I think there's a bar fight. Oh, nice. Uh, And we won't kind of get into the the general bits and pieces of it. But, um, yeah. What's a cool thing that you do in the bar fight? Um, Oh, he's got to drag someone along the bar. Cool, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you, uh, you, you drag a person along the bar and crash yeah. uh, 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 a kind of like a, a couple of beer bottles, uh, uh, a martini glass, uh, <laughs> and um, as you fling the guy against the wall, there are now kind of like um, uh, martini olives where their eyes are, because <laughs> uh, this is Tom and Jerry now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and eventually, you get kicked out because yeah. you started a fight in a bar that you're not familiar with. Uh, but one of the guys in there, whose name is Luisa Gomez, Luisa Gomez steps out of the bar and uh, with one hand kind of picks you up mm. and says, you, you fought real hard, partner. Thank you. She has a cowboy hat. <laughs> I don't have mine on. I feel so naked right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she, she's dressed for, uh, actually, she's kind of like in a, in a cotton dress. Mm but still has, like, collar and a bolo tie and has a cowboy hat. Okay. Because it's, it's cowboys, but summer, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and she's, like, somebody who fights real hard like that has a bee in her bonnet. That's right. What's concerning you? I got... I need to find out some information about a fellow. Well, I'm, I'm just a, a, a little old lady making her way through life, but I've met a lot of people. You know uh, the guy that... What was that? Theme park? Oh, um... You mean, like, Greyhill? Like, Dan, the, the guy who's, right. like, gunning to be Mr. Prime Minister. Uh, yeah, who doesn't know him? He's, like... I'd like to know him. I don't know him myself. Oh, you, like, personally? 
like well, biblically? No, <laughs> no, I'm a married man. Uh, I see. I uh, his politics. Oh well, I mean, here he's doing some glad handing. Oh, I don't know much about the economics of his gunning stuff, but uh, he's uh. His work ethics, well, his uh, his work plans, I'm I'm not a fan of, not a fan of. Uh, all the kind of big businesses are internal, you know. Kind of little old lady like me who dresses from city to city, country to country. It's gonna make it harder to get work here these days. Okay. Well, let's go get a drink another place. I don't think they're gonna let me back in there. Nah, nah. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, I'm, I'm, I'm done drinking in, in bars today, but I'll share a bottle of beer on the pier with you. That sounds good. Cool. And uh, uh, we, we, we cut to uh, a Raz doing a little bit of more incognito information <laughs> gathering. Yeah. yeah. Um, so his intent with the janitorial position was literally to actually go to the theme park. Um, That's a waste from here. Is it a waste? Okay. Uh, hmm. You'll have the opportunity to do that. Sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess the intent was to find out, um, to not necessarily, to infiltrate stuff and find out people that are close, or find out information about people that are close Mm -hmm. to the guy. I didn't know uh, that we weren't necessarily where it is. Nah, it's all right. Um, hmm. In that, yeah, I mean. You can find out some information what it takes to work there. Yeah, I, I think that's. Probably the route he'll go down then. Um, he wants to find a journalist because there's likely to be plenty of them around mm-hmm. um, waiting for the speech in a couple of days. Uh, so he's going to try and find, find a journalist them. and perhaps pose as somebody who might have information for them and use uh, that. Little to, to, yeah. Yeah. Be like, All right. Yeah. Um, since you're looking for one, uh, go and give me a perception roll. That is. Uh, logic plus willpower. Two, three, four, five. Uh, that beats my three successes. What do you see? Um, I think I find a young Latina, slightly inebriated and naive-looking journalist who has that look of I'm I'm here to prove that I've got what it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling myself up by my cybernetic bootstraps and I, I am I think she is a, a, a reporter for a paper that specialises in stories about the Minority Lives Matter movement. Okay, yeah, you run into a Sonia Botello. Okay, I like that. Uh, I'm glad they put some additional kind of like, yeah. believable Latinx names in this doc, otherwise this would have been <laughs> fucking miserable. Paletto, was that? Uh, Botello. Um, and um, she... Uh, I think you catch her in the middle of trying to vox pop someone mm-hmm. um, about the theme park. Um, it's outside a, a job centre. Okay. And you can kind of see in the window there's like a now hiring sure. uh, for the Pie de Meravilla. Um... And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a couple of people kind of queuing outside for gigs. Okay. Um, and uh, she, she gets fobbed off by one of the people queuing for it, and it's kind of like, <sighs> and when you run into it. Yeah, he's uh, going to approach her. He's like, well, uh, you look like you're having a rough day. Uh, don't you know it? Don't you know it? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's a busy world out there. You are, uh, and he's looking around shiftily. You are uh, 
looking to speak to some people that are connected to uh, overheard you uh, talking to um, look I, I can't talk out loud about you know too much but um, mm. you're looking to get on, on the inside Mm. Right. Um, she looks at you uh, she's wearing a think like a google glass like pretty large glasses with an obvious kind of camera and mic sure. set up so it's all kind of like first person view reporting okay. so uh, yeah when you when you see that on her then there is an undercurrent of be very careful what you say sure. in, in line of sight of this woman um, but she's like oh you've got a story Oh, uh, well, the record. Say, just to be completely clear again, Raz does not look like Raz Mataz. Yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah, he's just like, uh, yeah, my, my, my name's uh, Oscar, and I thought maybe I could help you out. Sure. Uh, let's go. Um, and there's like a, an alleyway down the side. She basically leads you around the back of the job center. Sure. And you have a very <coughs> uh, brisk conversation sure. behind some dumpsters. Um, yeah. Uh, well, give me give me like two two bits of info that you want to find out. Um, he wants to, or rather, I want to find out what the minority lives matter think of uh, Varel with the, he, the fact that he constantly claims that he's a big proponent, he's a big supporter. She's obviously there to investigate him in some capacity mm. um, so I'd like to know what information would be useful to her in terms of like if she was looking she's looking to do an expose of some kind mm. what does she want to know so um, she runs by you that uh, Vario is like the only person in current running who's even really talking about the Minority Lives Matter sure. movement, really, um, in a way that isn't wanting. There's one person who talks about it in the context of actively dismantling the laws that they've put in. Sure. Uh, fortunately, he's not doing very well. Um, but <laughs> um, but the, uh, the this, this guy's like the only one who's actively kind of talking about it. Okay. And there's a general undercurrent of like, how much do, do people actually believe that he cares about that kind of thing? Yeah. But it is doing him quite well. Um, but she does want to actually kind of, um, see if he's putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah. Quite literally, maybe. Okay. Um, because it's hard to tell. And yep. every time she gets close, uh, it gets, it gets, it gets rough. Uh, she's been considering hiring a showrunner to do some info digging, but she can't afford it. That's fair. Uh, I think with that bit of information, um, he is going to offer a trade. Uh, in that he will do what he can to dig up some information mm -hmm. and the information that he has been paid to uh, recover and use to humiliate Mr. Royale he is going to uh, use as a bargaining chip with uh, Miss Patello uh, double standard, double dipping mm. um, and he's going to essentially uh, say that he is going to do his best to get in there and find out the truth mm -hmm. uh, about Mr. Varel, but uh, he is also then uh, wanting her help in getting on the inside of his core stuff. Mm. Uh, if she can set him up with a connection of any kind, uh, she's obviously here, but she's backed in some way, shape or form. Mm. Um, what information does she have about the people that work for him? Cool. 
Um, yeah, she does give you a, a piece of di- immediate. She gives you some general passive information about some stuff that's boring and I'm yeah, not going to yeah, record yeah. Cool. audio. But she does kind of state that it's quite easy to remotely, if you. The, the, this job center is specifically hiring people for Wonderland. Yeah. But if you go through the web digital channels, you can get uh, you can be employed digitally. Okay. Uh, and you know, with enough kind of fake IDs and fake credentials, getting on the job list isn't hard. Yeah. And she does that for you, cool. and also states that there are two specific kind of core spheres of jobs mm-hmm. uh, working in kind of like janitorial yep. or like general cus- guest and custodial mm-hmm. and security okay. uh, guest and custodial are in Dusty Rose outfits okay. and uh, security are in Blackberry outfits okay uh, yeah he's probably going to go into security because it's the nar- it, it's an area he actually has sufficient skill sets to do things with mm-hmm. um and obviously people would pay a bit more attention to him, but it'd also give him a bit more clearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Dusty Rose for janitorial design, mm-hmm. uh, and Blackberry for yeah, stuff. It's like a deep red purple Cool for, for security guards. That is 100%. Because black is just jam. fashion. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, and with, yeah. With, uh, with that bit of information shared, um, she, she kind of um, gives you a comlink number. Um, to go and contact her if she dig up anything okay. and uh, bids you adieu. Right. Uh, the the kind of like day passes into night mm-hmm. and then um, as the, the lights kind of come back up again on the scene it's the crack of dawn mm-hmm. and uh, we see um, uh, the Vectora truck um, just uh, exiting the city limits um, with a kind of like motorway sign in the background to the uh, a big sign that's saying coming soon Wonderland. And as the truck goes past, it passes by another sign that says the talent agents will be back after these messages. Thank you for tuning in to the talent agency, Mission Ashes in the Snow. On this mission, you've heard Ray as Razmataz and Anthony as Spurs. I have been your GM, Nathan. The theme music is Ammonia Clouds by Blank Banshee. Additional music provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more of his work at incompetech.com. Additional sounds provided by freesound.org. And now, some music nerdery from someone else. Here's the thing, Nathan. I know jack shit about music, so all I can talk about is my feelings. Um, Ashes in the Snow is, for me, a song that carries with it an incredibly multi-layered experience. At once, both deeply melancholic and simultaneously uplifting and hopeful. It's a journey through grief that escalates into a total breakdown of the music that led up to the moment of the crescendo, which even though, even through all the noise uh, at the end, there is uh, its own beauty in the underlying melody. Um, A friend of mine once told me that post-rock music sounded like the way he imagined a car crash in slow motion would feel. And to date, I've not come up with a clearer explanation than that. Um, When you asked me to pick a song that captured Razmataz, I landed on Ashes in the Snow because to me, it captures Raz's journey through life as the once young, successful, and ultimately naive playwright who is now an aging dwarf who has only seen the world worsen around him. His anger and sadness at the misery wrought by the corporations has led to his revolutionary goals. His participation in Phantom Arts Entertainment is the crescendo, and his hope is that whatever disastrous remains are left when he is done, 
there will still be beauty to be found underneath for those who care to find it.